I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. I'm a comedian, and I recently revisited a treat from my childhood, Fruit Gushers. And let me tell you something, they don't disappoint, even years later. It's not part of a ballad's breakfast, but it is delish. Hey, everyone. I'm Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. And speaking of elections, which we'll be talking about today, uh, pineapple has my vote for most underrated fruit. So I think people know and they enjoy pineapple. But my whole thing is it's not talked about as much as like, you know, your apples or your strawberries. Why? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's for a different time. Uh, So today, everyone, is a deep dive episode about the importance of midterm elections. And we are so fortunate to be joined by the amazing special guest, uh, the president of ClearCount, Dr. Janine Abrams-McLean, is an evolutionary biologist, community organizer, and president at FairCount. The goal of Fair Count is to build long-term power in communities that have been historically undercounted in the decennial census, underrepresented at the polls, and whose communities are often torn apart in redistricting. She is a highly skilled researcher with over 20 years of experience designing, managing, and implementing population-based studies and projects, and she's authored 25 peer-reviewed publications. Also, y'all, according to her Twitter bio, she is a Broadway phenom in an alternate dimension. Y'all, welcome. Uh, our very special guest. Thank you so much for being here. Yay. We really appreciate you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you. Yeah. And one of the things we always do with all of our guests, Janine, it's so exciting to have you here. We want to give you your flowers. So we don't need flowers in return. We want to give you your flowers, which is to compliment you for coming on the show. And Janine, uh, you know, we've 
been I've been lucky enough to work with you, and Mark and I've been lucky enough to work with you a couple times on some projects and have several meetings with you. And you're just always so passionate and funny, and just uh, such a pleasure and joy to talk to and work with. And um, I brag about you as an amazing client, <laughs> friends, and an amazing uh, just influence on. Georgia and elections and everything. And not only that, but you also educated me on the Remarkable 2 tab, uh, which is not a sponsor of the show, <laughs> but was a, a really in cool thing that you introduced me to the other day. Um, I haven't bit the bullet on that yet, but I'm tempted. And I also heard Wait. before we started... <laughs> I also heard before we start recording that you're also on a trash diet of a breakfast uh, meal replacement shake. And so uh, thank you for uh, doing that at the same time. It makes me feel less crazy doing that kind of diet. We should do better, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to echo a lot of what Bill said, Janine, and that you are so funny. It's just like, it's just like, it, it, you're so hilarious, so funny. Every time we have a meeting or call with you, I, I'm always like struck by how much I laugh and how many funny things you say. And on top of that, just being the brilliant person that you are, it, it's, it's really, really amazing. Oh, shucks, guys. Y'all gotta stop now. <laughs> it's too much. Well, we'll start off with some ridiculous news nibbles, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple of quick stories. And because the theme for this deep dive is elections, we pulled some uh, stories talking about elections. And this first one is a really cool story um, from the Princetonian about the university renaming Mark's Hall to honor Laura Wooten, the nation's longest serving election poll worker. Hmm. And really interesting. It's the associate professor of history there, Beth Lou Williams, said, quote, Laura Wooten was a black woman who was educated in Princeton's segregated public schools and worked at Princeton's segregated hospital, but she never lost faith in the democratic system. She believed that everyone's vote mattered and made it her personal duty to ensure citizens voting rights at the polls. Uh, she had volunteered at local, primary, and general election polling sites in New Jersey for 79 continuous years and also served on the university staff for more than 27 years. And she died in 2019 at the age of 98. Um, so pretty awesome woman and pretty amazing impact that she had. And the fact that she did, I don't you know, doing anything <laughs> continuously for 79 years right? deserves lots of recognition. But while helping our democracy become a stronger and better, super kudos. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, just seeing that they started uh, volunteering at election poll places right after graduating from high school. It's just like, man, that's so impressive mm -hmm. getting involved so young, so early. I think it's because they know, especially back then, how important it is. For sure. Yeah, and just I, I can only imagine all the change and everything that they observed uh, from volunteering at poll places through the decades, you know, because this mm -hmm. goes all the way back to... Uh, the you know late 30s early 40s so that's wild it is thrilling and inspiring to know that miss wooten's name and her legacy will be known and shared with future generations of princetonians said sarah grupo the community action program director at the pace center for civic engagement and yeah what a cool uh, inspirational story for us to continue to go out there and do our part uh, just like miss wooten did agreed yeah 
Um, and this next uh, news nibble, uh, Janine, I actually found from the Fair Count Twitter feed, actually. Uh, and so this is an AJC article, uh, and it's in Battleground, Georgia, new voters on the rise before the 2022 uh, election. And so uh, a quote from the AJC is over 1.6 million new voters over the past four years, uh, representing more than one fifth of all registered voters, uh, a growing and more diverse electorate, a swing state with close and high stakes elections. Um Many of the new voters come from groups that typically support Democrats, including people of color, uh, those under age 35, and people from other states who move to urban and suburban areas in Georgia. And this is according to an analysis of the state's registration list by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, and so there's an expanding electorate. And, um, you know, and these are elections have been close, you know, so um, and there are now nearly 7.8 million registered voters in Georgia heading into the November 8th election. And so th- I thought that that was like just interesting statistics to see the, you know, the voter electorate, you know, continue to grow, which is exciting. I love it. We love to see it. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're here for. Um, that's the work we do every day. Yeah. It's gotta be encouraging to see those numbers keep growing. Yeah, there was a a, a cool uh, quote from Anna Dennis, who's the executive director for Common Cause Georgia, uh, and they said, uh, "New voters will turn out if they're concerned about issues that are important to them, such as democracy, taxes, education, and housing costs." And um, they also mentioned that all these people are joining in democracy and getting their voices heard at the ballot box. Uh, we have to pay attention to why they want to go out and vote and what they care about. Which I thought was awesome. Yep, exactly. And here's a uh, a much more serious story about a Vermont town who elected a goat <laughs> and a dog as mayor to help fund a playground. This is from the New York Daily News. Uh, there's a town in Vermont that selected both a goat and a dog to serve as its honorary mayor in recent years. And it's using this unusual initiative to help renovate a 32-year-old playground. It's the town at Fairhaven, and it heavily features the animal mayors and fundraisers uh, with the money, of course, going to fix up the playground. As the article said, that's a doggone good way to raise money. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> First, there was a goat named Lincoln who was elected mayor in 2018, and I can only assume it's because of the cool beard and goatee. Uh, and then a dog named Murphy uh, took over the job. Um, the the some of this was happening during the pandemic. So initially they were doing like t-shirts and stuff. Then they started doing like custom masks where you could have probably like Murphy's face yeah. or Lincoln's <laughs> face. Um, but the town needed a hundred thousand bucks to pay for this renovation fundraisers led by the goat and the dog. I don't know why they don't name them. Let's name them fundraisers led by Lincoln and Murphy. Yeah. Uh, made... Respect on their name. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, right? It's the mayor. Uh, <laughs> made 30K and the town has put forward another 20K for the project. And then the Federal Land and Water Conservation Fund provided 50K. So that got them. That got them their 100K um, because of the four-legged mares. Um, and I assume it's a pretty small town to be run by a, a goat and a Lincoln and Murphy. Uh, but what a fun thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah but but why did the dog yeah. need to take over for the goat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to figure out. 
Listen, the the garbage was piling up on the street corners. But it's like, go, a go to eat garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he had canceled sanitation. He couldn't keep up. Uh, there's a lot of corruption in the, in the goats. You know, a lot of corruption. Because yeah. it wasn't just garbage he was eating. It was a lot of a very important papers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I can see that. You know, I can see yeah. that. All right. Uh, some infrastructure he was gobbling down. Um, you know, so, and a lot of very expensive landscaping. Yeah. Uh, All right. Went, I went can out, see. Went up. All right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. This isn't the first town that we've seen where they uh, had a non-human step in as mayor. I forget the name of the cat, but there was a small town that had a cat as mayor as well. And that also seemed to serve as an effective use of raising funds for uh, what the town needed. And so it's great to see this playground getting the funds that they need. Yeah. And I think we did a story too, Mark, on a place where you could be mayor for like a day and you could... Uh, there was that too, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. It's part of a, a touristy kind of thing, and so you know, it, it just tells you how important mayor is, right? Is <laughs> having dogs and goats, and uh, if you can elect it for these small towns, for these small towns. So, uh, Mark, you can finally fulfill your dream of being mayor for a day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then hopefully one day getting the chance to pass it off to a dog or a goat. You know, like that. That's the dream yeah. too. That's the dream. I do think we're being a little um, speciesish by only doing uh, mammals. What about the lizards yes. and the frogs? That's true. Yeah, you know, the fish. So I'm That's just saying. A, yeah, we need to be a little more open-minded. Yeah, yeah. I think an iguana could do a better job than DeSantis. So I feel like <laughs> iguanas down in Florida. You know, even if you had a, a couple of them, I would vote for that any any day of the week. <laughs> you could even name the iguana DeSantis, and maybe people won't notice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like how is kermit not the mayor of a town right now you know like mm. people love kermit he has experience running hectic situations i mean like five seasons of the muppet show or whatever that was you know what i'm saying an open welcoming place where guests of all different types could yeah. work together with muppets i think that that's like a great track record of mm-hmm. you know civic management skills that any town could use We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. We're back with our amazing special guest, Janine, who is president of Fair Count. And uh, we just wanted to reread a quick description of what Fair Count is. So Fair Count, uh, founded in 2019 and anchored in Georgia, Fair Count works to build long-term power in communities that have been historically undercounted in the decennial census, underrepresented at the polls, and whose communities are often torn apart in redistricting. So this is some like really amazing, great work uh, that y'all are doing, Janine. So we're super excited to have you to kind of talk to us about some of that some of that work. And so we just kind of wanted to kick things off after reading that description of Fair Count of, you know, what are y'all's top priorities right now as we head into these midterm elections? Well, our top priority is really to get out the vote. Um, in some of the, you know, the article that you read from the AJC, we have all of these folks that are registered to vote. So what was it? Seven plus million out of 10.7 million people living in Georgia that are registered to vote. That's amazing. Um, but we also know that everybody who res- who's registered to vote doesn't actually show up at the polls. And so that's really what we're trying to do is push people to the polls. Um, but by talking to people, not just, you know, we look at the data, we're data driven, like I'm scientists, like we're going to look at the data. But some of that data, and I think our my favorite data is our qualitative data that is that comes from conversations that we're actually having with people. Like our organizers have been on the ground. We launched our Vote 365 program last November. So for the past nine, almost 10 months, we have been talking to people all across Georgia, um, figuring out like what they need, what, what, what do they think would help bring people out um, to the polls? What are some, you know, what are some things that they, they need to, to feel more confident going to the polls? A lot of it is information. People just don't know a lot of things um, and they don't know where to find it, especially in rural communities that lack broadband access and don't have newspapers, local newspapers to, you know, those trusted sources of information. So our goal right now is to really educate and mobilize folks across the state. Um, and we're nonpartisan. So uh, I will say our we are nonpartisan. We do not advocate for the election of or defeat of any candidate. Uh, and so we just really want people, regardless of who they vote for, to to show up and have their their voices heard. Yeah. And that's that's so incredible. And the work you're doing is so amazing. And I think it's influential, not just here in Georgia, uh, but across the nation. I think people are heavily influenced by all the work going on here in Georgia. And it's uh, it's a spotlight for a lot of folks for how to get more people uh, engaged in voting. And 
Um, you know, thinking about that that and these midterm elections that are coming up, and I know you're a nonpartisan organization, but what are some things I, I've heard that it might go into another runoff? As you know, in Georgia, we have a lot of close um, close races, especially recently. And what does that mean if it does go into a runoff? Because I've heard that there's a lot of changes that have happened in terms of what that means for people and things they should be aware of. Yeah. So um, in 2020, everybody remembers 2020. So there was a runoff election for <laughs> for uh, two Senate seats. And the difference then and now is that the period between the general and the runoff has been, I think, almost halved. So mm-hmm. in 2020, uh, we had, you know, ample time to we literally had paid call surveyors call people who were registered to vote, but who did not vote in the general and have them rate rate themselves on their likelihood of voting in the um, in the runoff. And mm-hmm. if we and so they, these I think it was close to like nine hundred over nine hundred thousand folks that we called um, wow. outside of Metro Atlanta. And we were able to really move those folks that rated themselves as you know, likely to vote in the runoff, we had time after we did that entire process to then, you know, add them to our mailing list, add them to our texting, you know, our texting universe, add them to, you know, for them to get our our um, our phone calls from, you know, through phone banks, all of that. And what's happening now, and of course, I'm nonpartisan, but I do know that there are some changes to voting laws that are more suppressive. And mm-hmm. one of those, <laughs> one of those laws is, or one of those uh, actions in this new law is to shorten the time between the runoff or the general and the runoff so that people and organizations don't have as much time to reach out to people, don't have as much time to build that momentum back up. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, I think it's a shame, uh, but, you know, we're already prepared for it. So we have, <laughs> we have contingencies for what we're going to do in the event of a runoff um, to make sure that the folks that really need to have their voices heard are able to do it and are informed when they go to the polls. But it's also trash to do it. And trash is one of my <laughs> favorite words. Um, and I just think it's trash that you would take time away because right. you think that it's going to make it harder for people to actually show up uh, in a runoff. Yeah. So everyone be aware, you know, vote in the election, vote in the general, vote in, vote in you know, every election is important. Mm-hmm. Vote down ballot and know that if it get, does get to a runoff, you know, last time I think it was January 5th when the, the election happened with Warnock Nassif and it's going to be like early December, you know, yep. so um, be aware that timetable is much, much shorter now and, and, you know, keep uh, follow fair count and uh, for more information and keep up to mm-hmm. date on it. Um, and it's something, yeah, that was shocking for us to learn about. Uh, you know, on the podcast, so I'm, I hope we can spread the spread the word. Um, and you know, beyond the uh, amazing work that you do at Fair Count and the amazing work that Fair Count does, um, you also. Uh, are interested in health democracy. That was something that we were talking about, Janine. And, um, you know, we we pulled a story from the Washington Post about how democracy matters for healthcare, you know, and obviously that ties into the elections that we're having big time here in uh, Georgia and around the country. Um, and 
Research suggests that elections and health are increasingly inseparable. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in this article, they said uh, democracy matters more for chronic diseases. Uh, where democracy matters on health, it will matter more in the future. That the health effects of democracy are not just a byproduct of increased wealth and free and fair elections are a critical factor. Mm-hmm. Curious to m- more about what um, the information that you have on health democracy and why that's so important. Yeah. So this is this is uh, something that's near and dear to me. So prior to um, helping start Fair Count, um, I worked at the CDC. So I was in public health. Um, I'm a biologist by training. And so um, it was really interesting to come into this space and then also to see the connections between public health and democracy. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we know, so we have in partnership with our sister organization, the Southern Economic Advancement Project, or SEEP, um, and then also the National Conference on Citizenship. Since 2021, we have been producing a quarterly report called Pandemic to Prosperity South, where we look at um, not only COVID rates across 12 states uh, in the South, vaccination rates, but we also look at other indicators um, that are associated with mental health um, of children and adults associated with um, our most recent report. We were looking at the availability of doctors um, in Southern communities, the the ratio of doctors to the number to the um, population, um, access to and access to uh, pediatricians. Uh, In Georgia, there are over 60 counties that don't have a pediatrician. And that's ridiculous. And a lot of that is due to who we have in office and how people vote. So what if that's important to you, then you need to be able to vote for someone that that shares those values and will represent those values for you um, as an elected official. And so we had already been looking at the, the correlation between the health of the democracy and the health of communities, especially as we navigate recovery from the pandemic. But I actually got to meet several. Actually, it was last year we were on this panel. Um, but there is a group called Healthy Democracy, Healthy People. And they have literally taken this uh, to a, you know, a, a whole nother level where they have uh, what's called the Health and Democracy Index, where they look at 12 health indicators across all 50 states, and they compare it to how accessible voting is. And what Mm. you see is a correlation of the states that have better access to voting have better health. And the states that have less access to voting have poorer health. And it is a clear correlation. Uh, And so what they found through this index is that People, communities that are able to vote, that are, you know, that are that have a that have that are where it's easier for them to vote. They tend to have better health. And a big part of that is because they're electing people in these elections that represent their needs. And so when you make it harder for people to vote, you also end up making it harder for them to be for those communities to be healthy. There's a book called Gerrymandering the States. And this uh, in this book by Alex Kina and uh, several of his colleagues. Um, in this book, they have an entire chapter that ties gerrymandering, which is the unfair. Y'all know what it is. Bob Ross mm-hmm. in the house. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they, they have an entire chapter. 
Black Bob. I talk about Black Bob Ross so much. It's like oh, yeah. one of my favorite things. <laughs> so that so listeners for a reference. So one of the amazing projects we worked with with Fair Count was uh, on gerrymandering and, and raising, spreading knowledge and awareness of gerrymandering. And so uh, Mark Kendall uh, came up with <laughs> say Mark like you're not right here. Mark came up with this amazing idea uh, of Bob Ross um, <clears throat> talking about uh, gerrymandering, uh, and and he played it, and it's a really great video. We'll put a link to it in yes. the show notes. It's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, very, um, very well done. But yeah, in this book, they <laughs> found, they did another analysis of data, and they found that the states that were the most heavily gerrymandered, so the ones that had the most unfair maps, had higher infant mortality rates, had a worse response to the pandemic. Like it is, they were also states that had more extreme um extreme bills and laws around uh, things like reproductive health. Redistricting is, you know, that's that's democracy. That's a pillar of, the, we talk about the three pillars of democracy, the census, voting, and redistricting. And you can tie all three of those to the health of your community, where it's whether it's funding, whether it's access, whether it's representation, they're all tied together. And um, I think if we can, help people understand that, then that will help, you know, I think that will help encourage people to come out to vote because some people just don't like when they're the way their lives are, they're like, why should I vote? Why should I care? Nothing's changing. But if you're tired of everybody in your family, you know, having to go on dialysis or not having access to, to a pediatrician or not having good dental care, if you're tired of all that, and that's the thing that really gets you going, then vote and put somebody in office that will listen to what you have to say and that will, you know, and that will represent you. And if they don't, then you vote them out. And so, but it's just finding those ways to get people engaged in the process. And I think that once they know how it impacts their health and the health of their families, that that would, that's another way to get people engaged. Yeah, that stuff is so important. And it's just thinking about, you know, the the difference between having to hop on a bus and then a train to try and get to a doctor that's, you know, an hour and a half away versus having a, a place that's right down the street. Yep. And all that stuff is so, so important. And I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people have gotten, and hopefully less so recently, but gotten jaded a bit on on voting. And I think that the thing is, is it's not a quick fix. And <laughs> I'm going to sound like a, the 39-year-old man that I am, but it's, you know, I think we're, we got TikTok, we got all, you know, if I want to watch a show, it's, I can pop it up on Netflix and all these things. Mm -hmm. and, and it takes a little more time, you know, yep. democracy is slower than that. And uh, you don't always see the, the immediate um, change, but it can happen and it can happen fairly quickly and don't give up. Please vote. Yes. If you, if you, you know, it, it will, it does make a difference. And even if it doesn't make a difference tomorrow, it can make a difference six months from now or a year from now when, and that might be the difference between life or death for somebody mm -hmm. who has a health care issue. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. We're back and uh, so happy to be joined. Uh, uh, by you, Janine, uh, and it's been so great hearing about the work that you're doing at Fair Count, and you know, learning why voting is so important. Uh, and the thing we were alluding to earlier in giving your flowers section is that you are good at so many things. So, in addition to your work with Fair Count, you're also like a brilliant scientist. But also, as your Twitter bio states, uh, you are a Broadway <laughs> phenom in an alternate uh, universe, and so. Uh, we wanted to play a game with you, and we'll play it with you, uh, called Make It Broadway. So in the past, we've done a game with some of our guests called Make It Spooky, where we give them a headline and we ask them to read it like in a way <laughs> mm-hmm. that's spooky. But instead, I thought it might be fun to where we each take a headline and we sing it as if we're oh, in a yeah. Broadway musical. All right. So we pulled three uplifting headlines uh i'm i'm not a nice. singer so I'll, I'll go first you know what i mean uh and really try belting it out here and uh we'll share okay. a headline with you in the chat uh janine and we'll just kind of go one by one and uh sing these headlines out loud uh so i'll go first with this first one all right <clears throat> here we go oh and i guess before i go mm-hmm. janine uh any suggestions on something to make it as broadway as possible as i sing with all my heart any suggestions? You just got to feel it. You got to mm. feel it deep in your bones. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I totally, totally. All right. <clears throat> okay. So here we go. <sighs> Woman who can smell Parkinson's help scientists develop tests to detect it with 95% accuracy. Yes. Get it. Yes. Well done. (laughs) Now Parkinson's? Okay. (laughs) Apparently, that was was the headline. I just kind of looked for uplifting (laughs) headlines. Um, And uh, yeah, that that was the headline. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. All right. Uh, so do I can go next, Mark, so we can, Janine, you can feel good about when you go even better. Uh, uh, let's see. So this next one, 
Here we go. Here we go. Cha 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 cha. Oh, thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. Hey, thirty six rescued beagles sent from an illegal research facility to Chicago, Chatown, Chicago. Hey, all thirty six beagles gonna be saved from that res- res- illegal research factory to <laughs> Chicago. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if that's Broadway at all. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> that's all awesome. Right. I love the look. You got to get it. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll throw this one uh, in the in the chat and feel free to uh, uh, add whatever you want to it and make it how make it your own. However right. you see fit whenever you're ready. Man builds benches for the bus stops after seeing a woman sitting in the dirt. Uh, I am so glad that we didn't choose to follow that. (laughs) That That was so amazing. I I feel feel multiple things. One, uh, amazed. Two, why didn't we just have you do all three of these? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And also, that felt so musical-ish that, like, it felt like it was just pulled from a musical. (laughs) (laughs) That was straight from the new uh, uh, on coming on Broadway uh, bus stops for everyone. Yeah, (laughs) no dirt, no dirt for you, (laughs) no dirt for you. well, so we'll we'll jump in and thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. This is something we need to do. Uh, well, obviously, Janine oh, didn't yeah. ex- didn't know that you were basically a Broadway singer. That's really <laughs> cool. On top of the million other things that you do, so you know, I do love of, a good karaoke. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do enjoy I, it. <laughs> I want it. Yeah, I'm like you're on you're on my team for karaoke. Oh my gosh, you know you're getting picked first. Um, well, and, and not only are you an amazing singer, but you, you know, as you say, you're also a, a biologist. And so for this final section, we thought it would be fun to run some biology-related stories past you All just right. to kind of talk about them and, and see what you think. And, you know, I was a psych major uh, in, in school. And one of the things that's so interesting about um, uh, the whole nature nurture, you know, all that stuff is is siblings and twin studies and all these things. Mm-hmm. And so this is a story that says women discover their biological siblings while working in the same New Haven, Connecticut restaurant. And that's right. Two biological sisters separated by adoption discover their siblings, uh, you know, while at work. It was Cassandra Madison and Julia Tinetti uh, began working together at the Russian lady in New Haven and they bonded instantly. <laughs> they both had Dominican Republic tattoos they both were adopted and they both were raised by single mothers. And even though they looked alike, um, errors in uh, Tanady's adoption papers m- made being related seem impossible. But that is until they took a DNA test and discovered they were sisters. Not only that, they discovered they had seven other siblings. Um, and out of those nine total, including them children, um, they were the only two put up for adoption. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I thought that was a fascinating story. Fun fact about that story. Mm-hmm. I have a friend whose friend is married to one of the sisters. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute, this is a story. <laughs> His friend is married to one of the sisters. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But, I, well, how, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's nature versus nurture. And both of them play play a play a part in mm-hmm. in how we interact and how we move through this world. But yeah. I know a that's, dude who knows a dude who's married to that chick. <laughs> that's so, that's so, <laughs> so you know about this story where they th- w- what's the inside scoop? Anything that wasn't I don't in the think story? I'm allowed to share anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm being vaguely specific about my relationship. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, uh, uh, that's incredible and it was, of course, our, our, our goal. So one other thing about this story that I found really interesting was, you know, both of these identical strangers had matching tattoos. And mm-hmm. as everyone in the world has seen probably one of the better rom-com movies of all time, uh, The Princess Switch uh, on, on Netflix starring Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> of High School Musical fame. In the movie, Vanessa Hudgens plays two identical strangers. Now, in the movie, The Princess Switch, they're probably cousins as opposed to, you know, identical twin sisters. However, uh, due to a continuity, uh, I don't know if it was an error necessarily because they did address it in future Princess Switch movies. But in the first movie, the two identical strangers have matching hand tattoos. Uh, and so when I saw this article and thought back to my time watching The Princess Switch, I was like, man, sounds like uh, sounds like The Princess Switch film. Well, see, now I got to go watch uh, The Princess Switch on Netflix. It's great. It's a fun uh, Christmas rom-com. So I would save it for like the holiday okay. season because it's very it's very Christmassy, okay. very, very fun. So so if you're if you're looking for like um, uh, like a, a, a switched identity Christmas rom-com. That Princess Switch is the okay. way to go. Yeah. Very yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Mark knows what he likes to watch on Christmas. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's been three of them, right, Mark? There's a whole trilogy. It's a very ambitious rom com. Yeah. It's a very oh, ambitious rom com well, franchise. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this last story we got is that there's more than 100 seal pups that were born in the Thames 60 years after the river was declared biologically dead. That's right. Uh, and who doesn't like seal pups? Uh, it was a remarkable turnaround, and it's the first comprehensive count of seal pups that has provided clear evidence that harbor seals are breeding in London's river. Um, they said, the converse, conservation biologist Thea Cox said, we are thrilled to count this many pups born in a single season. These seals would not be here at all without a reliable food source. So this demonstrates that this ecosystem is thriving and shows just how far we have come since the river was declared biologically dead in the 50s. So that's interesting to hear that something can go from biologically dead to thriving. That, that's amazing. It's, but it's also nature. It's ecology. And a big part of that is getting people out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> we mess things up. And um, when you let <laughs> when you let nature take its course, um, 
you know, it's it's nature always. Well, most of the time nature wins. And this is that's so heartwarming. Um, I love it. Yeah. But well, it was and, getting rid of the people, probably. <laughs> right. And that's what here in Georgia, we have the Chattahoochee River. And I think that's probably got, it's gotten better as long as I've been here. But I think we continually need to uh, improve that one in particular. That one's not always great. You might get a rash after going to the Chattahoochee. Uh, not that I'm speaking from experience, but no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, but that brings us to our, our final section and, um, uh, this, and one of our favorite, uh, sections, which is the spring of inspiring inspirations. And Mark, you pulled an amazing quote from, uh, hands down my most listened to on Spotify artist. Uh, I actually, Spotify told me that I was in her top 1% of listeners, uh, in, uh, in 20, uh, the last year. So that was really exciting for me, but uh, yeah, Mark, oh, you want to awesome. do this one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we try to wrap up these episodes by pulling an inspirational quote and things on a positive note. So this quote comes from Lizzo and the quote is as follows. Uh, I just want to encourage people to register to vote. That is the most important thing to me because there's a lot of upset people and there's a lot of people who have power. And that's from a 2020 interview with Vogue. You see, you can't go wrong with Lizzo. I mean, <laughs> you cannot. She's just absolutely amazing. Um, and I echo everything. Well, I, I'll, I'll add one thing on to what Lizzo said. You have to register to vote and then you have to actually vote. So if you want the sticker, you got to go vote. And so I just encourage everybody to register to vote and then make your voices heard in the 2022 midterm elections and make a plan now to go vote so that you're not like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do the day before. Make a plan now and get out there. Do what Lizzo says. Okay? That's, that's what we all should live by. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much, Janine. Is there anywhere else uh, you, that people can follow you or you would like to um, people to check out what you're doing at? I would like for Alma, Georgia, well, for everybody um, mm. to go to faircount.org. You can learn more about all of our all of the work that we do um, year in, year out. And then to go to vote-365.org. And that is our current year-long voter education and mobilization program uh, or initiative. <clears throat> and um, I also want to give a uh, just a heads up. On September 25th, 2022, Fair Counts Vote 365 program is launching a 45-county bus tour that will run until Election Day. We will be doing Family cookouts with DJs, food giveaways, faith-based events, sister sips, uh, all kinds of stuff. So we will be in 45 counties. We're going to have a big old bus that's going to have my favorite color on there, purple. Um, and it is so I want you to go to Vote 365. Once we launch, you'll be able to uh, figure out where we are and hopefully encourage your friends and your family to come on out and just follow the bus. And we'll also have a giant whale. I'm just going to put that out there. There nice. will be a giant whale. And <laughs> if you want to know more, follow us at Fair Count. Go do that, audience. Check it out. Uh, Jeanine, uh, you are so amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Y'all are amazing. This was so much 
much fun. Good, oh, good, yeah. great. Well, uh, and and listeners, thank you so much for listening. You know, it means the world to us that you would spend our time. There's so many different ways to spend your time nowadays with podcasts. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. And um, we hope that you come back and listen to more. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. And on Facebook and IG, you can follow us at Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos on IG at Mark Kendall Comedy. Thanks, y'all. See you later. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.